From KLIN Radio and the Lincoln Independent Business Association, this is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with LIBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Glad to have you joining us. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by Currency. Learn more at GoCurrency.com. About last time we got together, we went deep into the county budget, but the county's also got some other uh, activities coming up uh, very soon, getting them underway. Yeah, right on cue from the county, <laughs> we got an email uh, just the other day. The Lancaster County Board of Commissioners is inviting residents to play an integral role in developing Lancaster County's strategic plan by attending one of two community visioning sessions. The sessions will be held on Tuesday, August 30th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. and on Wednesday, August 31st from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. over at the Lancaster County Extension Office at 444 Cherry Creek Road, Suite A. So this is a good opportunity next week for our listeners to get out and give their opinions on the strategic planning process of the county. So I think it's important. We always talk about engage with your government. Let's get out there and, and be part of the process. I I'm, I'm know we're going to be out there next week for sure. One of the things that uh, happened in the last uh, legislative session um, is there's a constitutional amendment that's going to be on the ballot. Now, we've talked a lot and we've heard a lot about petition initiatives, but something coming out of the legislature that's very important for uh, business, but the general public to know about because election day is coming up real quick. Absolutely. Only second in my life that makes me smile more than budgets or elections, (laughs) as you've noticed on this podcast, Mark. So last session in the legislature, there was a constitutional amendment proposed, and it was to help our small regional airports. And just to give a really quick background on that. The 30,000 foot view. The 30,000 foot view, touche, Mark. Way Way to play. Nice play on words. So in order to get commercial airlines to come to a city or to a regional airport especially, there needs to be a minimum revenue guarantee. Minimum revenue guarantee just says to the airline, if you're gonna come, and your minimum guarantee is $500,000, we've got a pot of money here that if you only hit $450,000, we are going to make up the difference or whatever that difference might be. However, our Constitution, our statutes have a restriction on what revenues can be used. Why does this matter to the people of Lincoln? The Lincoln Airport Authority owns a lot of property and has a lot of different income streams. None of those income streams are allowable for minimum revenue guarantees. Essentially, they got to go out and raise money uh, in the business community in order to meet these needs. This constitutional amendment would change that. And Lincoln is a unique airport compared to the other airports in Nebraska. So... We've got North Platte, Scotts Bluff, Kearney, Grand Island, Alliance, and McCook all have commercial air service. Those airports qualify for a lot of federal grants that they can use to help pay these revenue guarantees. Lincoln is too big for that. So Lincoln is kind of in this unique between those small ones that qualify and Omaha, which can get about anything they want without any kind of guarantee. So this constitutional amendment that our our listeners will be voting on the voters of the state of nebraska a yes vote will support amending the state constitution to authorize any city county 
or other political subdivision that operates an airport to spend revenue to develop commercial air service at that local airport. So this is that opportunity for our Lincoln voters to get behind this and support this uh, in order to make sure that some of those revenues from rents and other things that the airport generates revenue from can actually go towards helping fund those minimum revenue guarantees instead of them having to go out and fundraise when they want to do these types of projects. The LIBA Board of Directors has taken a position. We support this constitutional amendment. We encourage the voters to support it as well. Well, all I can say is that there's been a lot of changes in aviation, in uh, passenger service in the past years, and this sounds like it's meeting the needs of today's real world and the operations uh, running an airport uh, in a and not only an efficient manner but making use of their facilities as revenue generators uh, of course i've had the unique uh, ability on a part-time job that i do of seeing how much the offit uh, use of the airport over the past year and a half to two years has, has meant to the airport uh, when that goes uh, those facilities though can still be rented out and not having that revenue to do this type of stuff just doesn't make good, very good business sense in my mind. Well, and to be able to expand destinations out of the Lincoln, that's important to the business community. We've got a lot of businesses that have employees traveling, one or two employees, up to hundreds of employees traveling every week. If we can keep it more competitive from a business perspective, if I don't have to pay mileage to drive to Omaha, plus you know more parking costs and all that, it makes a big difference uh, for our businesses. And having uh, the opportunity to get to Omaha quite often as a part-time motor coach operator, I can tell you it's getting a longer and longer time-wise to get from Lincoln to the Omaha airport because of all of the construction and the traffic that's now really ramped up in, in the Omaha area. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I was traveling around the country 25 to 30 times a year, I I chose Lincoln just simply because I figured on every trip it was three to four hours. By the time I drive up there, get parked, get to the terminal, get checked in, I had to check bags. So, you know, it does save us a lot of time. So the more we can expand service to serve the business community and our citizens, let's get behind it and support it. Another one of the areas that the legislature acted on last year was urban development, and I believe it was a unanimous vote on Legislative Bill 544 by Senator uh, Justin Wayne. Yeah, and the unique part of this bill to start out with is that 49-0 to zero vote, um, which we don't necessarily see a lot of those in the legislature. But this is a, a bill that would allow a business to qualify for up to $50,000 in tax credits. Um, they may use the credits to offset income, sales and use, or real property taxes, or to reduce their income tax withholding. Um, the business... Uh, has to pay to file an application. There's a location here in Lincoln that's a target area and where they can hire at least five new full-time employees and invest $150,000 in property or invest $50,000 in a qualified property. And I think what Senator Wayne was really trying to get at with this bill was there are areas in Lincoln and Omaha and other communities around Nebraska where investing in business in those areas of town may not be attractive. However, here's an incentive to try to help some of those urban areas, especially to be able to create more attractive business districts. And and I think of over time around Nebraska, I remember a long time ago when we used to bring people in for job interviews to the Omaha airport, 
we would take a really roundabout way to get from the Omaha airport to uh, the downtown Omaha old market area for hotels and restaurants. But that corridor got redeveloped, and we had an investment in that corridor. And now, I mean, you go from the airport, there's all kinds of businesses. You get to TD Ameritrade, the CHI Center. Those are great investments, and I really think this is the impetus of what Senator Wayne was trying to do. For places like North and South Omaha, there's different areas in Lincoln that qualify. Kudos to him for for getting this passed to try to really help invest in business. Lebo's got uh, some educational opportunities for businesses uh, coming up. They're on the uh, calendar, as I understand it. It looks like an interesting, uh, I don't want to call it a curriculum, but more like a continuing education unit, but a way to... uh, improve your knowledge and and maybe add some skills absolutely you know a deep a deep part of our mission is education and educating our business owners about the things that are out there we've talked about budgets and different property tax items that are out there we we just talked about that bill from senator wayne on investing so we're we're using that education we like to educate our elected officials on the issues businesses are facing I uh, just had a meeting recently with a council member. We were talking some ideas that businesses are facing. This is an opportunity for us to help educate our business owners. We've talked about workforce. We've talked about retention. So we, we've done some different things, and we we have an event committee at LEBA led by Paige Zutavern and Hannah Hunley from over at Strictly Business Magazine. We've got a great group of people that come up with ideas. Earlier this year, we talked about recruiting employees Now we're going to talk about retention of employees. What are the things that we can do with an onboarding process, retaining good employees, a culture, all those types of things. And we're going to do it after our September luncheon uh, over at the Jasmine Room, over at the Grand Mance. Uh, It'll be a great opportunity. Number one, you can come and we're going to have some legislative candidates there. And then number two, you can stick around for about an hour, an hour and a half afterwards and talk about recruiting, re- uh, retention, and onboarding. Interestingly enough, Mark, this tops, t- taps into that quiet quitting process a little bit that we recently talked about in one of our episodes as well. Yeah, the retention is is a huge uh, thing that we're having to deal with. It's tough to find people. I mean, a lot of people are, are in desperately short-staffed, uh, but they can't concentrate so much on recruitment that they forget that retention part. Well, and that's important because when an employee leaves, there's a de- there's a strong or a, a large cost to replacing an employee. Doesn't matter what level they are with the training, getting them the skills. Maybe they have to get a a certain permit because of the industry you're in or whatever it might be. So that investment in retention really does pay off. And and so I'm excited. We've got a great uh, a great group of folks from. Uh, our LIBA membership, Shannon Filing, Jeremy Stanislaw, Brooke Fritchen, and Jill Baker are going to come in and talk about what their companies are doing for retention. Now, you don't have to be a LIBA member uh, to attend that, but there is a cost if you're not a LIBA member. Correct. This is a free benefit for our LIBA members. Um, if you're a non-member, it's 70, $79. You can call over to our office and get registered, and we've got some things on social media on how you can register. So that's one of the things that we're going to be doing this fall. That's a, a good uh, down payment on a LIBA membership. Absolutely. You can uh, apply that towards your membership. It's about eh, a little less than a third of a membership due. So, um, And then we're going to do some other things throughout the fall um, as opportunities for our members to to get some education on some different topics. 
Um, Shannon filing with Action Coach here in Lincoln. Uh, Shannon has really gotten involved with LIBA, and she came and said, you know, I'd like to put on some different masterminds for LIBA members on on current topics and provide those free to LIBA members. And I love it when we can provide free things to our, our membership, you know, that they can sign up for. So I'm just going to run through really quick our our lineup, so to speak, the starting lineup, <laughs> like we're exchanging lineup cards. Uh, September 6th, we're going to talk about crafting the perfect elevator pitch. So when you run into somebody at a networking event, how can you give that quick pitch about your business? On October 1st, we're going to talk about recruitment and retention again. Or excuse me, October 4th, we're going to talk about retention and recruitment um, on November 1st, we're going to have one about building profit in your business. And then on December 6th, managing priorities for successful 2023. So this is a good way for business owners to come in. Shannon has kept the, the number that can go to these low so that we can make it a really great, you know, hour and a half, two hours come in. Really, you you hit the nail on the head, Mark, when you called it a a professional development series or continuing education series. Yeah. Continuing education. Uh, you know, you, you got to do that as long as you uh, are taking in oxygen. It's the only way to, to, uh, cause if you're standing still, you're, you're, you're losing. getting past. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, investing in yourself and investing in your business and as business owners, a lot of times we don't take that time to invest in ourselves this is a great way. It's a couple hours. They're usually first thing in the morning. Kick off your day. Invest in that. But it's also investing in, in business, in your business, and how you can make your business better. You don't want to stand still and get passed by with the competition. Well, and it's also an excellent, uh, if you will, mentor type thing because you're mentoring your own employees that you're willing to go out and learn too. Correct. And, you know, you're building relationships with other LIBA members. You never know how that might pay off. Well, it's time to look ahead to our next segment here. Uh, Going to go a little deep. Unfortunately, bud, no budgets. <laughs> no budgets this time, uh, but, your but indirectly. Your, well, yeah, see, they have a lot of budget. And elections. I mean, we're going to look at the legislative priorities because that uh, it's a 90-day session coming up right, next year, right? Yeah, by putting our priorities out there early, it really sets the stage for conversations uh, at the legislature, but also with our local officials of these are the things that are important to LIBA. And if there's things that we can do to work together on what's going to come up in the session or with the council or the county, we're here and we want to be we want to have a seat at the table. And let's talk about these priorities. And quite a few of the leading uh, elected officials at the state level are changing this coming year. So. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of change yeah. in the legislature this next session. We're going to go deep dive in the legislative priorities in just a moment. In the meantime, I want to remind you that if you need to find reliable financing options, say for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment for your business, Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in financing the most competitive options for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, trailers, and other big-ticket items. Whether you're replacing old machines or expanding your fleet, Currency makes it easy to get that financing. It's secure and free to use and gives you a single point of contact for the entire process. Visit GoCurrency.com, fill out the application. Currency will automatically find a letter offering the best rates and terms. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com and apply today. 
Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, doing business as currency. Pursuant to CFL License 60DBO-54873. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Back in Lincoln Business Beat, the legislature gets underway uh, the 2023 session, 90-day session. This is a long one. Uh, but there's some priorities here that LIBA members need to be aware of and some things you're already working on. Let's, uh, let's go a deep dive on legislative priorities. And not just at the state. I mean, this is every, I'm going to use the term taxing or tax of, taxing ability unit that there is. Absolutely. Um, and one of the things that we like to do in the fall, leading into the fall, is to develop a set of priorities that we're going to fo- focus on for the next year so that we can engage with our elected officials. Hey, this is what's important to us in the business community. Let's have a conversation. And so these are really broad topics, and it allows us to look at legislation or ordinances and be able to say, hey, you know, the, does this apply? How does it fit in? And it, it helps us as we look at the legislative session, because I'm going to, well, the casino's not open yet, so I can't go make a bet out at Warhorse. But um, but I would probably put the over-under at 900 bills will be introduced at in the first 10 days of the session. I'd probably be an over-better on that one. Um, so there's a lot of bills. So when we decipher through all those bills, we like to use these priorities as, is this something we need to engage with or not? And so one of the top priorities for LIBA has always been reducing the regulations on business. And, you know, the overarching theme here is we want to ease the tax burden, um, focusing on alleviating the property tax. And, you know, property taxes continue to go up, valuations continue to go up, which is a cost to business. And it's a, there's a, a lot of cost to doing business. If it's in your own business or where you're buying your supplies or what have you, that property tax has a a big impact on the cost of goods. And we've seen that a lot over the last couple of years during during the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, just supply chain issues and cost of goods. So whatever we can do to reduce that regulation on business during the pandemic, we also saw some uh, opportunities where. The there were some executive orders that were signed to try to make it easier for business to conduct business. And, you know, sometimes when government gets out of the way, it's interesting how businesses can be effective. So those are the things when we talk about reducing regulation on business, 
That's what our accomplishment is. That's what we want to try to do and focus on as we talk about that with legislators, city council members, county board members, basically any of our political subdivisions. One of the uh, general topics that uh, I know a lot of business people look at, I know uh, public officials look at it too, but probably look at it from a different angle, and that's uh, growth and the mindset of growth. Uh, Government officials might look at it as growth of uh, services or tax revenue. Uh, Businesses are going to look at it in growth of of their business and how do you bring more people into the city, into my business? How do I get more of my service uh, services out there and used? But this growth mindset that just kind of runs, I, I don't want to say it's its not top of mind, but it's certainly a, a foundational type mindset that's got to be part of this whole process, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's one of our priorities, Mark. It's very important. We're not talking about the growth of government. <laughs> We're that's talking where, about governing with a growth mindset. And some of the things here locally that matter to Lincoln that I think we need to talk about from a growth mindset perspective are things like along the South Beltway and what are we going to do? That Beltway, we're going to be driving on it here in a couple months. And I think it'll be fully completed in 2023 with all the exits and on-ramps and off-ramps. We're going to be able to drive on it, I think, maybe as early as October. But that our city's going to grow that direction. And there's opportunities for manufacturing. There's opportunities for housing development. There's opportunities for commercial development, retail restaurants, hotels, gas stations. I'm guessing those national pharmacies that are on every corner will grow that way. And there's even a there's even going to be a fire station that we've talked about almost a mile, you know, within a mile of that beltway. So that growth mindset is as government, what kind of things can be done from a planning perspective, a zoning perspective, our long long range capital improvement plan, our just general future vision, how is that focused on growth, which is good for business, it's good for the community, and we've talked about an East Beltway too, which is another one of our priorities. But like what are we gonna do? What can we do today thinking about three years, five years, ten years down the road that's gonna help our city grow? And as we grow with business, we grow with jobs, we grow with uh, housing development, commercial development, there's so many things we can do in our city that make a difference. But you got to be forward uh, thinking and forward looking and, and plan well enough in advance or it's guaranteed it'll cost more when you think of it later. Correct. I mean, all those costs are going up for investment. And, you know, just think if we invest in some expansion of our sewer now – to be able to create the opportunities for developers for commercial manufacturing all those different industries we talked about it just it makes a difference when the government is thinking about growth and not like i said not growing government but how can our committee grow, community grow small business when we give small business the opportunity to grow a community grows yeah and and in this this growth there are so many areas of of the growth that need to be well planned and well thought out um infrastructure i mean you you mentioned the south beltway and the the types of businesses that are going to be uh, no doubt developed in that area but you go all the way around and even the the businesses that are going to go along homestead expressway 
got the casino going up. You know that that's going to also be a factor in the in the continued growth uh, to the southwest. So those are the types of things that I think uh, we sometimes, as as an individual, we don't think about this need to look ahead. But as you mentioned, with that growth mindset, you got to have the the wherewithal and the intestinal fortitude to keep your eyes open. Yeah, and you know that's a good lead into infa- the infrastructure discussion, Mark. Which is another one of our priorities is, you know, we need to invest in infrastructure, and it's not not just fixing and maintaining our roads. It's that development, the zoning in restrictions, and what it looks like at intersections, and thinking forward for those types of growth. Because as our city grows, we're going to need to have streets. We're going to need to have roads and bridges. We're going to need to have electrical sources. We're going to need to have sewers and all those utilities. And then there's another thing with regard to infrastructure that's very important to the city of Lincoln, and that's a secondary water source. In 2019, we had the floods, and we I think we mentioned it on here before, we were on the verge of losing our source of water to our city which would have been very devastating. And so we need to identify, we've talked about that a little bit here on the show in the past, what are our options for a new water source? And we'll talk about it some more in the future as they're going to go through and do some studies. You know, and and you're starting to see how all these priorities tie together, okay? We've got, we want to reduce our regulations. We want to have a growth mindset with infrastructure. And what are we going to do to set ourselves ahead so that when the beltway opens we've got a good source of property that we can develop and how it's going to work and how does the secondary water source play into it and how does the east beltway play into it and if we're going to grow to the east now we got to be thinking about those same planning and zoning and streets and infrastructures and how all that works so i almost feel like our legislative priorities that we're talking about here they all really tie together I mean, those ones to me just are like, it's just like a circle. And may that circle never be unbroken, to quote a good song. Uh, You know, let's keep that circle going. And the other uh, thing that uh, the legislature is always involved with and and funding uh, is one of the issues, but it's also something that we've got to keep in the back of our mind is this growth mindset is the educational system and keeping qualified workforce and enticing people to stay in Nebraska and work. Well, and here's another way where LIBA, I think, has really been a visionary in the past. And that's, you know, recently there was the the change where all the juniors in high school take the ACT, something driven by LIBA, you know, really continuing to support things like the Career Academy and finding ways that we can perf- have our students performing at a level that we can measure and see where we rank and identify ways we can improve. So, and that's our workforce. It doesn't matter whether you're in technology or hospitality or, uh, you know, the, the skilled trades, as they say, with construction, electricity, plumbing. Our workforce is, our, is, is in our education system right now. So the things that we're going to have as a workforce three years, five years, ten years down the road, those, those young people are in our school systems right now. So what can we do to continue to enhance the performance and meet students where they really are? And it's nice to see those programs uh, like LPS is doing with uh, other organizations in the city, such as Duncan Aviation out at uh, North Star, 
Brian Health's uh, College of Health Sciences new program out at uh, Northwest. These are the types of things that are, are going to make a difference. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a priority for uh, these things for leave it a watch. I would argue you just talked about a growth mindset with our school system. <laughs> I mean, they they all really you see how all these tie together. Um, and and a couple one other really important priority for us at LIBA has always been public safety. Um, the people at LFR, the people at LPD, the first responders, LSO, LSO, all of those in our city and county, our corrections even, you know, those workers are all important to our public safety. And we, we need to continue to focus on public safety because as our city grows, you know, we talked about LFR building that station south of 40th and Yankee Hill toward the Beltway. We got to be able to serve those people and have the the services available. So I, I just keep seeing these just keep tying together, and and that's important. And what can we do to help focus on recruiting and retention of our public safety officials? And I'll just put them all in one category. You know, we've talked in the past on our budgets about increased salaries and what are we doing to invest in recruitment and those types of things. So these priorities, you can see how these. Long-standing priorities of LIBA have been conversations we've been having uh, coming out there. And then I'll say last but not least, because this is not – these are in no particular order. I'll just say that because they're all I, – I think they're all tied for first in our organization is government transparency. And, you know, we talked in a previous podcast about how much the LPS budget we used is kind of the gold standard of transparency and budgeting – what can we do to make sure that our government is transparent with our taxpayers, with our business owners, to to just show what it is and know what's going on in government and what we're trying to accomplish? So we're always looking for those ways to make government more transparent, how our funds are being allocated. You know, as a, as a business owner, if I have stockholders, I have a, an obligation to his stockholders to show them and be transparent with what's happening as a government entity, I think we the people are the taxpayers, and we're the ones that are funding it, and we deserve transparency. So this is what we'll be using through the fall, through next year, through the legislative session. Well, a lot of new faces uh, will be in that legislative, uh, those legislative roles, both at the uh, state, county, and uh, local level. So buckle up, fans. It's <laughs> going to be fun. Well, and the the great thing about getting these priorities out there early is we can have conversations with candidates. We can have conversations with elected officials. We can help them understand these are the things that are important to us. And when you want to talk about these issues, please give us a call. I, I think I mentioned it on here before. I really appreciated last year being down at the legislature because we were more in person and, you know, back to normal, so to speak. But the number of state senators that would pull me aside and say, hey, I want to talk to you about this bill and where does that fit? And, oh, by the way, I saw your legislative priorities. I got state senators calling me and texting me going, hey, when are those priorities going to be uh, be coming up? <laughs> so um, it's it's a way that we lay the groundwork that we're here and we want to have the conversation and let's have a seat at the table, which is something we've continually talked about here on the podcast. And, and not to pat ourselves on the back, but the Lincoln Business Beat 
is is really a culmination of some of that transparency within the processes of LIBA, media, and mm-hmm. all of that. We're being as transparent as we can with the things that uh, that we're concerned about and that are in the public interest. So there you go. Absolutely. I guess what what do you call it? Put your money where your mouth is, or <laughs> practice what you preach. Exactly. So walk the talk. That too. All right. Well, we'll uh, do it again next time, and uh, haven't picked out exactly what we're going to do a deep dive on, but I'm sure we'll... I'm sure we'll come up with something good, but, you know, and here's the thing, this weekend football starts. Oh, we're going to have home football games coming up here, and what a well, great... Well, not, not this week. Or next week, next week. Yeah. This week we'll start with the, the the kickoff in Ireland, and next week it'll be back to the fans culminating, or uh, coming down to Lincoln, and I'm looking forward to seeing those businesses... The hustle and bustle of downtown, too. Yeah, the the economic impact of a home game. I know at the uh, Liba Business Luncheon, Jeff Mall with the Convention and Visitors Bureau gave out a number. It's something in the multi-millions. I think, I want to say it was like $6 million million per home game. Economic impact. So uh, bring your money. Come to Lincoln. uh, Listen to Lincoln Business Beat on your way into town. Share it with your friends uh, uh, that are coming in so they know what's going on. We'll do it again next time. This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio. Reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community in and around Lincoln. Along with LEPA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vale. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by Currency. Learn more at GoCurrency.com. <laughs>